In several worlds, throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who've embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors, armed only with a bag of dice. An unlikely group of nerdy adventurers with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts. Listen in as they tell their tales and come together to save the day. They are the Terrible Warriors. Seriously, these are the guys we're gonna go with? Hello, welcome back to Terrible Warriors. I am Tom, he is an evil genius white, and this is our debrief for Silver Age um, Wild Talents. Around the table, we've got... I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse, and I played Revelation Jones. I'm Amanda Whitney, a.k.a. Willis, and I played Twitch. I am Connell Macbeth, a.k.a. Dr. Holocaust, and I was playing Dr. Coleman Stryker. I am Aaron Leahy, and I was playing Vulcan. And I'm Justin Eacock, I was playing Warden Cliff and Destroying Your Innocence. Yeah. All right, so uh, Amanda, this was your first time playing a uh, tabletop RPG. Yeah. So, um, how do you think you did? Uh, well, I, I luckily didn't drag down the whole thing. That was my only fear. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was fun. I liked it. Uh, I, I, I feel bad because most of it was me like, you know, just trying to make sense of like the rules. I'm just like, okay, 4D plus 1WD equals win? I don't know. So, uh, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it was good. It was interesting. I, I, you know, kind of just sort of went along with, with what you guys were doing. Yeah, that's, that's how you do it. I, <laughs> I think I just, you, I just uh, sort of let you guys drive. I was like, I'll come in every once in a while. But unless, unless, you know, the plot actually turns hey. towards me or anything. I'm just You defeated a humanoid helicopter. I did. I ran into it. I was like, oh, With a flying works. Vespa. I, I kind of, it's funny actually, I do, I did the same things that I do in video games, which is like, you're given a weapon, and I pretty much use that weapon the entire time. <laughs> I'm sure there are more complicated ways to use it. I'm sure there are ways you can like, adjust it. But no, I just like, alright, I shoot electricity again, because I know it works. And well, so, you yeah. did find some creative applications for it. You did find some creative applications for it, like uh, using it to mind control the fax machine, man. You know, like, yeah. uh, that like, was clever. That was yeah, clever. yeah um, I think you did really great. Um, like, you've done, like, um, improv and stuff before. Very, so. very minor improv before. Okay. So, like, I'm, I'm okay with, like, ah, just go along with whatever. So, yeah, but it was fun. I would do this again, definitely. I had no idea you had never played a tabletop yeah, RPG Yeah, me before. neither. I oh, assumed yeah. with this, so. you fit right in. Yeah. I, I watched people play them in the past, like, oh, or, yeah. you know, and it... It was this whole other alien world to me, because like <laughs> suddenly they're just like, all right, I'm gonna roll for this and roll for, you know, um, flying powers and this <laughs> and like how long do they go? How how often do yeah. I eat? I don't know. And and so it was good to kind of get a more of a sense of what all of that meant. <laughs> the actual yeah. rules of the game don't matter as much. Yeah. But yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah. So um, you're done good. <laughs> Cool. So did everyone have fun? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Actually. It was pun-tastic. <laughs> that was, uh, that... The puns, the puns, I started to get to a saturation point. Uh, well, well, and like, I, okay. like I said in the first episode of this, I really found that like, uh, like Tom, I gotta say, you yeah. really, really hit your stride when you are DMing a game, especially when. <laughs> 
You are no, because this is like yeah. some of the most fun I've had as a, uh, with with the person DMing it. Because oh, you wow. have in your in the back of your fucking head, you have a million retarded characters <laughs> and this ridiculous, like contrived, awful <laughs> plot storylines that you were just like, I'm waiting for that day. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> yes. Hey Tom, do you want to DM a game or something? Like, yeah, I'll make it about Silver Age comics. Gosh, just on the paper. And I'm <laughs> sitting here just. Absolutely awestruck with how ridiculous <laughs> well, all of this was. Yeah, that was pretty subtle. In the room, somebody actually said it's like this game was very much like the craziness that was like Crisis of Infinite Earths, <laughs> and like it just kind of summarized it all in well, this form. What I actually felt like was a lot of the dialogue in this came off as the kind of stuff you've written for the scripts for yeah. the uh, for the worst movie uh, ever, right? Um, especially just how. Bizarre Obama's uh, speech was to us. <laughs> I didn't want to make him actually sound okay. like Obama. He's become I wanted a to make him sound all it was crime. All, it was all super classic ridiculousness. Can I can I say yes. my favorite part actually? Okay. Apart from all the, my favorite part was still right at the beginning, plot wise, because you had the dissenter coming, <laughs> who actually did not really figure into the main plot well, like, He had no reason. He had no, no reason. Point. But it was so funny that, like, you know, we all got fixated on him because, like, he just stole a painting. We're going to go after him. And you never intended for us to, like, you know, follow that through, right? So you were like, the like, president says Why would back. you not? Like, like, that's like lowering a lure into the water and being surprised when fish take a bite at it. Yeah, no, because it was, like, literally five superheroes talking to the president about the main plot line about what's going on, and then without warning, suddenly out of fucking nowhere, just like, bang, in from the roof comes this guy, grabs a painting, just, <laughs> down the floor, and you're like, what the, what the fuck? Like, get back here. You're like, oh, why are you guys chasing after him? Because he's a criminal. No, I, I wasn't surprised. I was just trying to move things along. I definitely should have. Tyrannosaurus Rex man that we were fighting. I'm like, okay, so Tyrannosaurus Rex guy, Nazi, evil criminal overlord person. That's like a really fun, over the top character. But then suddenly, like, think tank and helicopter guy show up, and I'm like, no reason. They have no purpose to be here at all. Well, they were supposed to be mooks for us to fight, but we took down Tyrannicus so quickly. <laughs> you took down Tyrannicus so bazooka. Between the bazooka and constantly <laughs> punching him in the face. <laughs> and, and really that... Knock him out. <laughs> uh, what, I, I built this character the same way I built... In, in the similar way that I built Dr. Saturday the last time we played Wild Talents. And I should probably stop building my characters with so many wiggle dice. Because that the way this game is done... That pretty much ends the fight right there. As you just go, I'm going for ten. Smack in the face. Done. But the chat room was actually hoping that you would just somehow transform into Doctor Saturday. Just... <laughs> no, no. Jones rips off his face. It's, he's suddenly black. He's wearing a suit. It's like it's been me, Doctor Saturday, all along. I've crossed into your reality, and I'm going insane. I think the one thing I liked about it, and the one thing I'd like, oh, phone, screw you. Um, <laughs> Uh, the one thing I'd, I'd like to get back in, more into is like the character things that started to come up, right? So I like, for instance, the rival, the rivalry that suddenly existed between Doctor Striker and Revelation Jones, just like somehow they have like their frenemies, I would say. Like right? the, well, he's like the straight man in the wild card, so. Yeah. Yeah, but but it, yeah. that's the way it always is between Connell and I's PCs. It's always bizarre frenemies thing. Well, I play like crazy sort of intellectual characters, and you consistently just... play face punching wackaloos. I would not describe <laughs> Calvar Goodbarrow's face punching. 
Wackaloos. There you go. <laughs> I did, like, I'm learning a, lear a new word. I either, I either play these like over the top sort of eccentric intellectuals, or I end up playing like uh, <laughs> serial killers. Yeah, no, he has played a serial uh, killer. Butcher Jack and the Rogue from um, uh, the Pathfinder campaign. I didn't get much Stabbing of a serial killer vibe off of uh, the rogue. Yeah, well, we didn't really get a lot of situations for serial killing. <laughs> you, you did try to randomly seduce an Elvish ambassador. Okay, no, th here's the thing. The Elvish <laughs> ambassador that I found was entirely coincidental. I was on a panty raid. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to our debrief of an entirely different episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> But no, Tom, I, I really like this. I keep com I kept comparing it as things went on to Grant Morrison comic because Morrison comics always the, the first issue is always pretty straight. Oh he yeah. Play, um, Grant Morrison will play the the comic pretty straight on, but then every consecutive issue starts getting weirder and weirder <laughs> until about four to five issues in. Morrison's gotten really fucking meta, and suddenly he's talking about all the symbolism that the characters represent. And by about the seventh issue, he's generally completely broken the fourth wall open. Um, there's a famous scene in Animal Man where he got to, like, issue 40, and he shows up in the comic and talks to Animal Man as the writer of the comic to the main character in the comic. That actually ties in someone in uh, Crunchman in the chat room actually said he wanted to have Revelation and Saturday somehow come face-to-face -face so that Derek would have a scene talking to himself. Everyone else just leaves the room, and he's just sitting there with a microphone talking. <laughs> now the cast of These Warriors Are Terrible has been replaced by Derek. <laughs> the Sorry, it wasn't my intention. Anyway, I, I want to thank you guys actually for sticking to your guns with the decoy um, city thing. Dude, the I, decoy I so city wanted to that just... That was the best take, part of this let game. Let that like, be a lesson down. to you, yes. Dungeon Master, yes. that if you're going to give weapons to your players yeah. when they're... Weapons of your plot that don't you gotta you have to let them go with it. When yeah, they, I if, I know. I was, make, yeah, if they can explain for it, I was afraid of the uh -huh. game getting completely destroyed and then Tom, not knowing how to go from there. What were you running from the start, though, man? Yeah. I mean, just the creation of the facsimilator, though, was genius. And just how this became a constant thing of the cardboard cutouts kept showing up. <laughs> No, I would the, say that, that yeah. Until at the very end, you uh, we're all done. We're all heading off, and then you look back at your team, and they were all cardboard cutouts. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that if you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna do that next time, maybe maybe one not make it like quite so well, uh, specific, like. <laughs> You can make it a little more... Well, it, it, the thing was, the city was a decoy. You could have been like, yes, you know what? A whole bunch of the buildings in the area was a decoy. Except for the stadium. That takes off into space with yeah, all of the like maybe, stuff like that. Because I was like, yeah. as myself and the character, I'm like, how? How was the first decoy not enough? <laughs> well, like, when you wrote in the city as a decoy, that I think was... I don't... I don't. What was yours, by the way? I didn't even get a chance I was about to, to ask you. I have here a research paper that disproves what you just said. Oh, right? like, <laughs> the thing yeah. is, like, is and, nobody and, and was I saying a, anything. And I have a resurrection machine. Like and and the characters uh, have a talking. bazooka. Those are very non-specific, but the, the city was a decoy. It was very <laughs> clearly designed for a very specific plot element in, yeah. in your game. And, and I think that's just the... the, yeah. um, well, the that, that's where you ran into, where you can't... Um, you can't do that uh, when you're handing right. it out to players. Uh, well, unless like, you take them aside and say, so later on this is going to happen and this is what you're going to use it for. Yeah. No, I, no, I actually... Um, like, I did have that specific have thing in mind, obviously, but I wanted to, um, I wanted to have a little bit of leeway so it, they don't necessarily have to, and 
I wasn't prepared for it to completely destroy the story, but... Oh, that was uh, great. Well, the thing. Well, it didn't. Well, I, well, it's, like, it was unfortunate that we kind of butted heads yeah. on that a little bit, but the fact yeah. that the city was a decoy was so very much your writing. I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I'm like, no, 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 like, you can make it work. It's not going to be exactly the way that you had intended it originally, right. but I was like, there was a way that you could have just made a few adjustments to what you were doing to sort of make it happen. Yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm really glad you guys stuck to your guns on that one, maybe changed my mind, because I think it, the game turned out way better oh, because I just let you go with that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> How was it not enough? <laughs> plots within plots, you filthy mammals wouldn't understand. And you running as a as a as a DM, uh, I can definitely see your playstyle is significantly different than the way, say, Mike does it. Because Mike comes in with like a sheet of paper with point form notes on yeah. it. Yeah. Because uh, he loves to do things by the seat of his pants. Because he understands that obviously, if you have people at a table, people yeah. are gonna run in different directions. Yeah, they of might course. do things differently than you expect. So he doesn't keep things as structured. You came in here with pages <laughs> of script. And yeah. a bunch of characters written yeah. down, so you're like, okay, so this guy steps forward. There were a forward few times where we would cut you and off. And says this, yeah. and then start yeah. reading from a script. I'm like, oh my god. Well, like with, with Obama, there was a few times where we started asking questions or getting in on the conversation, and you just kept reading the script, and you just wouldn't yeah. go off script. <laughs> and we just, we're all going to go and, off and script. Th th there was Tyronicus, I think, Obama had, was a cardboard cutout the whole had time. Had this long soliloquy planned, and I said, Tom, I'm letting you get... One sentence in, and then the bazooka comes sure. out. Sure. I, I mean, I, 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 I've lost count of how many times where I have the big villain waiting at the end to give their big speech, and then Julian just shoots him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I've, ha I've had that happening ah, before, though. You've walked right into my... Blam! Um, I had a D&D &D game once where one of the PCs just had a brace of rifle, of flintlock rifles with him, and the, the evil spider cultist starts giving his whole speech and his evil plan, and one of the players says, I'm not getting paid enough to listen to this shit. And shoots him in the chest. Yeah. And it's it's a hard lesson to learn when you're running a game because mm -hmm. you certainly spend a lot of time crafting your world yeah. and preparing yeah. your story and going through the different arcs, especially for a show like this where you want to have a beginning, middle, and an end. Uh, at the same time, somehow accept the fact that your players have as much say in the direction of the story, probably more, yeah. than you do. Your job is to simply keep the world together and to keep the rules of that world together, and it's the player's role to explore that world and it, travel it through their playing story. Playing a role playing game and playing a video game. Because the story yeah. isn't yeah. about your villain. The story is about your players. Right. Yeah. Can, right? I, can and, I just and say other favorite this, this story ended up being about Derek and his son, and had, yeah. and which you had no idea it would have been when you started the I'm game. very sorry about that, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah. With Tyrannus. Okay. The, Tyrannus is just um, <laughs> a, 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 a catalyst for the players right. to tell yeah. their story. I, yeah, other favorite moment was, Behold, are you the think tank? <laughs> yes! Damn it! Oh, I was waiting all day to reveal myself! <laughs> that was pretty amazing. We spent three months thinking up that name. We gave up our bodies and knitted our brains we, together. We checked PR websites to make sure no other supervillain had taken it. <laughs> We've got the copyright and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I gave up all of our bodies so that we could do this and have this one moment and you stole it from me. We get three dollars every time someone says think And he tank. never attacked anyone in the game. At no point he fell over in a ditch. Uh, he was thrown he around by gravity. He realized he couldn't fly so he tried to blow a hole in the side of the flying stadium to drive out as a tank that can't fly <laughs> because that was preferable to crashing and once he crashed he couldn't go anywhere 
And, he's, and to this day, they say he roams the jungles of Brazil and South America. <laughs> I have a tank femur stuck in my tread. I also, I also love the, uh, like, you know, your son, well, I didn't love the sun dying or anything, but it, I just love I the, love like, the sun dying. Hey, I got this resurrection machine. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know why you're getting all so broken up. It's, it's just, it's been here on my back the whole time. Well, no, it's like, I just, I just I killed a man. About it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, by the way, the chat room 100% said kill him. Yeah, I figured. I suspected as much, yeah. but I, I still wanted to let it play out. It was the yeah. Jason Todd vote. I kinda, uh, I kinda by the like way, chat votes. Uh, by the way, the resurrection machine, I didn't have a specific plot point in mind. I figured there were many points where someone could potentially die. I like I the was, twist that it wouldn't resurrect the person who died. It would just Put make Tesla's their body brain. like a vessel for, for Tesla. Tesla to die. Yeah, and again. Tesla programmed this years back. He's like, you know what? I'm going to die someday. And I don't really want to, I want to come back, but coming back now, I'm not really happy with this point in time. I, I want to let time percolate with all my inventions so the world becomes an awesome place and then I'll come back. Yeah, once they've like given me credit for the things yeah, I've Yeah, yeah, and then he comes back and he's like, oh, son of a bitch, yeah. really? The fucker Edison got all the credit. Real. And he's just walking around smashing light bulbs with a baseball bat. <laughs> I don't know if you can feel this installing AC converters onto all the. But this is me saying, fuck lines. you! Sir, we're afraid we're gonna have to ask you to leave the lighting store now. <laughs> it's Lamps Plus. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's running around a Lamps Plus with a baseball bat. <laughs> lamps right. Plus what? More lamps? You're not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, this has been Terrible Warriors, Wild Talents, The Silver Age. I was your GM, Tom. He's an evil genius, White. I'm Derek Devart from Chasing the Muse, and I was playing uh, Revelation. Yeah, I, 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 I don't say I'm playing Dr. Saturday. No, I'm playing Revelation Jones. <laughs> One reality at a time, Derek. I'm um, Whitney, a.k.a. Witless, and I was Twitch. And I'm Colin On Twitch. Twitch. A.k.a. Twitch. Dr. Holocaust, playing Dr. Coleman Stryker. And I'm Aaron Leahy playing Vulcan. Oh, I liked Vulcan too. And I'm Justin Ecock, aka Justin Ecock. I was playing Justin Ecock. Justin Ecock. Here on the Terrible Warriors. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for coming out on hey, a Sunday Steve. and hitting record for Thanks, us. Steve. Uh, we'll see y'all next see week. See you in the funny pages. Woo, it's July. I've never learned to read. You have just listened to the Terrible Warriors. Did they succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stunned the GM into a stupefied silence? And lastly, did someone get punched square in the dice bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our terrible warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquests or failures? Comment on this episode podcast at terriblewarriors.com. Message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors or email us at feedback at terriblewarriors.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. Thanks for listening to the Terrible Warriors.